Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Ooh, everyone, to follow the money presented by DraftKings. I'm Sean. Second the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real Money Kramer. Sports Game on Podcast filling in for Mitch and Paul. Hey, Kramer, how we doing? Ryan, real on fire, Kramer. Yes. You are on a way. heater, Ryan. P- please address me by my uh, my surname, Inevitable. <laughs> I-, I did have to steal that from Patrick Mahomes, but I felt just as inevitable as Patrick Mahomes on the last drive of that Super Bowl. Yes. When it comes to sitting down at the slot machine, the NFL slot machine, not just any NFL slot no. machine, this beauty right here, I can see it <laughs> from outside the studio here, Circa Las Vegas. And yeah, it just can't be. Yes. Uh, we got the video up right now. Kramer on another heater uh, at the NFL slot machine. We were playing together. Wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I went to bed. Uh, and I was rewarded by waking up with uh, Ryan going on another uh, bit of a run. It wasn't just that you we were we were co-investing in the same machine. You wanted out. I bought you out of your yes. investment. And um, I, 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 well, I, I, I did in the back of my head. No. OK, that's now I know Kramer's going to get hot because as soon as as soon as I, I you know, I, I had some great runs back in the day on the NFL slot machine. I've been cold, but uh it far and away best slot machine in Vegas. Uh, yeah, and then um, it was it was even worse than you could have ever imagined because I I can't imagine you were even in the elevator. It, it just it was almost like you have powers. Yes, I I am certainly in Mushmo when it comes to the NFL slot machine. So yeah, it wasn't quite a hand pay. There's nothing more uh, satisfying than a, a person handing you money <laughs> into, from one hand to Coming another. Coming out, pe- peeling off the wad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when we were out here, uh, it, what, it was just uh, last Friday, you hit a hand pay, Ryan, and uh, you were there filling out tax info uh, with the circuit people, making sure uh, you get the 1099G for the G-men on the NFL slot machine. Yeah, you usually don't want the word to get back out to the civilians that you got a hand pay in Vegas, yeah. let alone multiple hand pays in Vegas. Uh, but yeah, I'm letting the world know. No, uh, putting the world on notice. Uh, Ryan is now a, uh, well, and we, we were also uh, Ryan, as you've kind of turned into a slot person overall, not only the NFL slot machine, but also uh, your rich little piggies no. machine. You've been discussing to me different. Um, there's this thing uh, called slot snipers where uh, people hang out, they wait and they see someone dump a bunch of money into a slot machine. And then they come in and, and pick up where the other person left off, kind, kind of trying to steal their, their bonus, basically like, Oh, Hey, you wasted all this money. Now I'm going to come in and uh, be, become the slot sniper Ryan you are you are kind of becoming a slot sniper as well, uh, well yeah I'm not sniping anyone I do feel like this I watch some slot snipers I feel yeah. like I'm watching a guy a hip drop tackle or horse collar I want to I want to throw a yellow flag should on the be play. yeah as a, as a fellow slot lover Ryan you, you you can't really you can't really do that karmically but if you're walking around and you see you have it you have numbers now and hey if the uh if the yellow piggy is at 40 bonus points that will well, actually the blue piggy once the blue piggy hits 25 My- then you know it's 
it's uh, time to hop in. I, I've wasted way too much time handicapping slot machines this week. That, <laughs> that is one thing for certain. The slot. How's the slot? Brian's been asking me that all week. Uh, and, uh, I'm grinding out YouTube. I'm grinding out the tape on slot machines <laughs> instead of NFL players. I, I well, got yeah, my- with no football, we have to have something to fill the void uh, with uh, without NFL. We do have a jam-packed show. We are going to talk a little draft props, college basketball futures. Uh, we got Cody Zeeb uh, calling in from the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, talking a little Daytona 500. Vroom, vroom. A little early baseball look, uh, closing out the show with some college basketball play. So there are plenty to get to, uh, even though the uh, NBA is on all-star break and uh, yeah, and no football. So still a lot to get to, including this was an awesome uh, story uh, from uh, our our producer. Luke sent this over the uh, FDU and a Long Island University uh, college basketball game got delayed uh, because players got stuck in the elevator. Um, (laughs) I mean, I feel bad for them. Uh, They did eventually uh, get the elevator doors open, get the game played. Ryan, any care to weigh in on this uh, as a handicapper? What do you do if the team you bet on or the team you're fading uh, is stuck in the elevator? How does it? Are are you looking to? (laughs) Are you looking to go to the under because maybe the guys are freaked out hanging out in the elevator? Do you go to the over? How does that impact your handicapping? Uh, this actually happened to my Hokies in football a couple of years back on the road. The coaching staff got stuck in the elevator coming down for the halftime uh, situation. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's it, first of all, your laughter suggests to me that you've never been stuck in an elevator. Yeah. No, if you, sounds if, if you look at the like the death rates of being stuck in an elevator compared to the panic level that people reach when getting stuck in an elevator <laughs> there, there's a wide gap right there. And so, yeah, from a handicapping perspective, this is not good. You trap a bunch of kids in an elevator. What do you think is happening? They're probably all just thinking about their demise. <laughs> well, it, it, Where, it, I need confidence from my basketball players. And the game itself, uh, if we can pull up the the odds from the pregame, I didn't have it at the top of my head, but FDU ended up winning 84-82. The game went into overtime. So uh, we should make a note, Ryan, if for the future. Teams getting <laughs> stuck in the elevator, 1-0 uh, to the over. I'm, I'm most certain they hit the, uh, they hit the over. If they got it up to 166, uh, I'm guessing Long Island was the uh, slight dog. Only six and 16, or sorry, six and 18. The uh, the Long Island University Shacks, uh, six and 18 on the year. I'm guessing. Uh, this was, uh, they were the dogs here. Probably got the cover uh, with the two point loss, but you got to feel pretty. I mean, for the Long Island Sharks, this is a law. Lo- you get stuck in the elevator, the game goes to overtime, and you lose at home. Heartbreaking day. Yeah, and, uh, and for those who are wondering, wow, it's interesting for a team in that location to be named the Sharks, not not the uh, the sea living animal. This is all about loan sharks. <laughs> they're they're the LIU loan sharks. Okay, so uh, yeah, they, uh, we got the odds oh. up here. <laughs> Hit the over. So again, smash the over. Smash! Uh, LIU has a three point home dog. Gets the win. Gets the cover. Got out of the elevator. So Ryan, it looks I- like uh, we got some nice trends here. Uh, dogs are. Are one and zero ATS and one and zero on the over when getting stuck in the well, elevator. Good trend to look at next time a college basketball teams get stuck in the elevator. Life's too short to play defense. <laughs> uh, that's what those kids learned. Yes, uh, this is another uh, amazing story. You know, last or uh, yesterday again, all the days kind of blended together. Uh, yesterday we were doing the SGPN sportsbook where we we're handicapping. One of the props was. Uh, NBA players to get arrested uh, in NBA All-Star Weekend out there in Indianapolis. We already have an arrest. I don't think we can quite uh, put it towards All-Star Weekend because it happened on the last game. But did you see this? Pistons uh, Isaiah Stewart arrested uh, for assault after punching the Suns' Drew Eubanks in pregame altercation. Um, this is a, uh, you know, a bizarre story. Stewart, who was already listed as out for the game because of a sprained left ankle. Now, come on. If you're, <laughs> if you are, if you're able to push off your ankle enough to, uh, punch an opposing player and to the point where you get arrested for assault, the ankle's probably pretty good. You're assuming he's got good form. You're assuming yeah. he's loading up with his hips. You assume a lot of things. What I got to know here, like I, my first thought was this is going to be a Devonte Adams situation 
where a civilian got in the way of a gladiator, got yes. knocked down, and all of a sudden <laughs> police have to get involved. But no, these are two these are two players. Why why were the cops called? Just have a little pregame festivities, little uh, put your du- dukes up, thirty style. Get out there, throw a couple punches. I, yeah, I don't know this. If if I'm channeling uh, our inner Colby Dan here, like what? Why are we getting? Why is this man getting arrested? Yeah, I. Uh, it's on the court, right? Or it's at least between two players on the court yeah, pregame. I, they were they were in the tunnel. They were getting after each other. Uh, there's yeah. been stories in the NBA where guys are trying to bang, like get into the locker room from the other team. Like, I don't think the cops were called. <laughs> yeah, wait, who was that was uh, for the Clippers somewhere in the Clippers and probably Patrick Beverly. If I had to guess, not, not really remembering the story. I'm going to guess Patrick Be- Beverly was involved, but yeah, it just, just seems like one of these stories where, uh, do we, I think we can count this for all-star weekend too. Cause we have been calling it all-star week. It is like a birthday. Yes. I know. Of course, this happens before we like do. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our league. <laughs> now the NBA is doing an investigation into the unprovoked acts of violence. It has no place in the game of basketball. Doesn't that just get regulated on its own? I, this is where... Like, well, it, is, it is just a weird uh, place in sports where uh, in hockey... You, this would just be the, the refs allow this to happen with no consequences whatsoever. In the NBA, the guy's literally going to have to go to jail. I mean, oh, I'm fixing hockey quote, right quote, now. Jail. Imagine if they had an extra little Zamboni that was the police, <laughs> the, the, the police car that would come out. Now, maybe they only take the loser to jail. Like, how well, would you settle it in hockey? Oh, instead of, it's just uh, that we just turn the uh, the penalty box into jail, and there's oh, a little. Okay, you have a little. <laughs> well, a little it's like the, it's like the old Eagles Veteran Stadium where they had a uh, judge. In the if you don't remember if you don't know uh, the Eagles Stadium back in the day Veterans Stadium they had an on-site judge there uh, that would just process guys getting arrested. That's efficient. That's called efficiency. Yes. You don't see that often from municipalities. No, no. If only the government could be more efficient. Yeah, get a little uh, get a little judge there in the penalty box, ha- process them as they come in. Oh, that would be amazing. Also, if if the NBA wanted to have some fun, maybe we work away out of this foul situation and start having a penalty box. Oh, yeah, uh, you got your third foul. You got to miss the next four minutes. That would be, and it would make uh, intentional fouling very interesting because, yeah. they, oh, hey, uh, you intentionally fouled, and you got to sit for a minute and a half. Ryan, we're solving uh, everything in the sports. Uh, we got a nice uh, segment coming up. We've been uh, doing one of these a day. Count you down to the NFL draft. It's a little bit of a way, but this is when you can suck up some nice value. For more Follow the Money, tune in every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, only on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro, $9.99 right now. Daily Best Bets, access to the betting splits, and we've got our upcoming March Madness betting guide coming up soon. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Dustin Sweetelson. We're going to welcome in Tony Pauline. It's always draft season post-Super Bowl. Consulting editor, NFL draft analyst at sportskita.com has a great mock draft up. And I want to ask you, if, first off, Tony, thank you for joining us. I know it's been a busy few weeks for you. Shrine Bowl in Texas, the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Spencer Rattler, can we start there? MVP of the Senior Bowl, the South Carolina quarterback. Were you impressed, Tony? You know, I think Spencer Rattler, the one I saw at the Senior Bowl, is indicative of the Spencer Rattler. It's been in South Carolina in a sense that he wows you, you know, with a throw here and there. And then there will be a couple of passes where you just scratch your head and you wonder what's going on. I mean, the guy has all the ability in the world. It's just that there's too much inconsistency in his game, uh, you know, in the long haul. That's why he lost out to Caleb Williams. That's why he's probably going to be, a, you know, a late day three pick. A lot of ability there, but just not a lot of consistency. Tony, I'm going to ask you to think back to mock drafts of the past. And let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. He's now entered that greatest of all time conversation. Coming out of Texas Tech, what were your thoughts? You know, I thought he had great physical uh, skills. He had all the great arm talent. Obviously, the bloodlines were there in the athleticism because of his father. He was very rough around the edges. He needed a lot of development in his game. And I think two things happened for Patrick Mahomes that have put him in the position where he is today. Number one, Andy Reid selecting him was like manna from heaven because, you know, it's just it's as much about who the quarterback coach is, who's good, who can develop the quarterback as it is the quarterback with the great skills. And the fact that Andy Reid sat him for a year, I think those two things have really helped, you know, foster the development of the Patrick Mahomes that we see today. Tony Pauline, sports Kita NFL draft analyst at Tony Pauline, if you like the NFL, which all of you do, give him a follow on Twitter as we get closer and closer to the draft. Now, I want to ask you about your mock. You've got Caleb going one. When it comes to Jaden going two to Washington and Drake May going three to New England, Tony, is that your scouting or is that you what you believe the teams will do? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I think, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury in Washington, Jaden Daniels is a better fit. And on my overall board, Jaden Daniels is my number two quarterback ahead of Drake May. He doesn't have the same physical stature, although he has an arm that's equal to Drake May. But when you look at uh, Jaden Daniels the past year and a half at LSU, his game has just incredibly developed. It's taken off. You know, he showed flashes. He showed that Spencer Rattler-esque type game at Arizona State where he was athletic. He'd make a couple of great throws, and then you would wonder, you know, what happened with, with the next four or five passes. But at LSU the past year and a half, I mean, this guy, he gets it between the ears. He's got great vision. He's done a tremendous job to, uh, commanding and controlling that offense. He doesn't make bad passes. He knows what's going on in the field. And 
he's as legitimate a threat picking up yardage with his legs as he is making big plays with his arm. The thing with Jaden Daniels is he's a smaller guy. He's not a great pocket pass. You know, he's not a huge pocket passer, although he plays well from the pocket. There's some questions as how is he going to hold up against the rush in the NFL? You know, when he runs, you don't want him being reckless because it could lead to a lot of injuries. But I think he's really much more polished than Drake May. I think you can make the argument that two or three years down the road, Drake May may be a better uh, passer, may be a better NFL quarterback than Jaden Daniels because of the physical skills, because of the physical stature. But you look at Jaden Daniels, and I like quarterbacks whose game is on the upswing. And Jaden Daniels' game has been on the upswing literally for almost 24 months now. Tony Pauline joining us talking the NFL draft. Tony, this is what you do for a living, so I, I, I'm not on that level, but I'm going to tell you what I saw from Drake May at North Carolina. Now, prototypical size, but he is being talked about as a generational talent, and i got to be honest, Tony, I literally don't see it. I think he's got a good arm. It's not overly exceptional. I didn't think the accuracy was out of control. I understand the athleticism's there. I, what am I missing when I see Drake May? Well, it depends on when you watch them. I, I, I understand what you're saying if you watch Drake May late in the 2023 season because as the season progressed at North Carolina, he was getting, for lack of a better word, the snot beat out of him. And he was, you know, he turned from a guy who was making, you know, good passes, good decisions, accurate throws to someone who was trying to do too much because he was getting pummeled because they couldn't protect him. Hey, you had the whole situation with Quantas Walker, you know, in the beginning of the season, didn't have great, uh, didn't have great uh, skill players, didn't have great receivers targets there last year. You know, uh, he's not as developed and it was an up and down season. But when you look at, the skill, you look at the size, you look at the arm strength, and he's not an immobile pocket passer. He's a guy that can elude defenders, pick up yardage with his legs. Uh, there's a lot of upside there, but he's not the polished, uh, polished prospect, which is why he's my number three quarterback right now. Tony Pauline, Sports Kita. He's got the draft full mock up there. Go check it out at Tony Pauline on Twitter. Joining us here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Tony, I'm here in LA. USC's offensive front and defensive front were sibs last year. Caleb Williams is going to be picked apart more than any player in this draft. I'm sure you right. saw it. He wore a dress so people get up in arms about it. I got to be honest, I don't care about any of it. I want to talk about the player. Where are you on Caleb? He's a dynamic personality on the field and off the field. He's a real leader. He's a playmaker. He makes those off-platform throws. He's been an incredibly productive quarterback on the college level. Under Lincoln Riley, who has developed some decent quarterbacks for the next level, I, I think what you're going to hear about Caleb Williams is, number one, he's not really big, and you're going to hear a lot of concern about his fundamentals. He's an arm thrower. A lot of times he doesn't set his feet. He doesn't throw the ball with proper footwork, which is a concern because what happens is a lot of the throws that he was able to make on Saturday, not being fundamentally sound, going to be a little bit more difficult to make on Sunday. Uh, people will talk about how his game tailed off, but you look at USC in 2022 versus USC in 2023. They were a completely different team. Personally, from the college point of view, I thought it was laughable that teams, that people were looking at USC as a potential uh, competitor for the national championship. They never were going to be that. I mean, 2023, USC was basically a one-man show, and it was Caleb Williams, where the year before, they had a lot of good skill players that had a decent offensive line. So, And you're right. He's going to be talked about more than anyone else. It's a dynamicism that we've seen on the field, the playmaking ability, the ability to lead the offense, which I think separates him from the other two quarterbacks. You know, that's a great scout, Tony, because I do. You watch him and you worry about the way he sets his feet, but you also watch Caleb and you feel like you're watching innately something special, you know, like somebody that almost has an instinct for the position that you can't teach. And it's ironic that you started off the quarterback uh, conversation with Spencer Rattler because what happened when Spencer Rattler had his problems in, uh, at Oklahoma? Who came in and replaced him? Caleb Williams, and his game took off because, in large part, Lincoln Riley, and he's just gotten better and better and more productive. It, is Marvin Harrison Jr., is he far and away the best wide receiver in this class, or is he simply the best wide receiver in this class? 
I think he's the best player in this draft, period. He is definitely wow. the best receiver in this draft, although Malik Neighbors of uh, LSU is a very good receiver. But when you look at Marvin Harrison, you look at the body of work, you look at the body of Marvin Harrison, the bloodlines, the fact that you know last year he played with a very mediocre quarterback at best, yet when they threw him the ball, he couldn't be stopped. You look at what he did against Penn State. Uh, he's, got, he's not super fast, but he's sneaky fast. He runs solid routes for a bigger receiver. He's got soft, natural hands. So he's not only the best receiver in this draft. I think as you get closer to the, uh, to the draft, people that you rely on will tell you he is the best player in this draft. Tony, that's a great start to draft season. We look forward to talking to you more as the draft gets closer. Sportskeeda.com. You want to go check out the mock draft at Tony Pauline on Twitter. It's a busy time for you. Thank you for a few minutes. Appreciate it, Tony. Thanks for having me. Okay, there you go. And that is a tremendous booking by the big guy. I, Again, most of you want to point to the last segment and say, well, you give the big guy a hard time all the time. But I'm going to tell him right here to his face. I, I remember talking to Tony years ago, but to get us started with draft season, that's about as good as it gets. Take a bow, big guy. Take a bow. Well, I'll give Tony the credit because there's a lot of people doing the draft coverage these days. Tony's been doing it a long time, and I think – He's probably in the top two or three people. People have their favorites. I think Tony is a freaking legend at breaking down the draft. Is it a hard decision when you put on the quarter zip? If you go full zip or half zip? No, it's not because I don't own a full or half. I only own quarters. Ooh, you put me in my place. Got you good. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you are not already a VSIN Pro subscriber, go in slash subscribe. You can get in for just $9.99. It is a way to see every single thing that we do for the first month. And then, you know what you're going to do? You're going to come in and you're going to then at that point subscribe annually. But let's go ahead and get you in at $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get the daily emails, you get the picks, you get the betting guides. And if you do that math, the betting guide will take you all the way through March Madness, which means you get our March Madness betting guide, which means you get that for just $9.99 as well. So be sure, go in, take advantage of everything we do over at VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin here on a Friday edition of a numbers game. Matt in for Gil. Gil will be back here in a week or so, getting some nice little R&R out there. Kelly, let's put a bow here on the genesis if people want to get in and, and try to get a bet down. Uh, we, we were talking a little bit about Scotty Scheffler, and you said you even got in live on him, and it's, it's one of those things where, yes, there's a ton of variance with him in the putting, but the thing is, is if he runs on the right side of variance, it's, I mean, a, a eight, nine under round is is inside the realm of possibilities here because the course is playing fairly friendly out there as long as you are hitting fairways and greens and that's exactly what Scotty Scheffler is doing and so if you're yeah. if if long as he can get some of these things to go down he he could easily make a run yeah it's uh I was kind of telling you off air it's not, it's definitely one of the things I've got circled of of my most uh you know biggest kind of golf strategies or things I'm going to try to implement this year is just the is finding dips in Scheffler top 10 top 20 numbers throughout a tournament uh to jump in on cuz it, it is just He's he's too good with everything else besides the putting that he's always going to put himself in position. And we've talked about for the past two seasons now, how many wins would he have if he just putted average? And it's yeah. it, it's tough because it would be a lot, but he's always still either so many top 10s and top 20s that he's finishing with on a consistent basis that sometimes pre-tournament, I was having a discussion, discussion with someone before this tournament, because there were some wide ranging top net top 10 numbers on him. I was seeing anywhere from minus 130 to like minus 220. I'm like, look, that minus 130, I think is a great bet. I actually think it's a great bet on him. I think when you're getting closer to two dollars, it's a little much. And I told I, I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm going to wait till I get in tournament, see if I can get something in. I, ju- I jumped in like a minus 125 yesterday. Not that much better. It's just a guy you you you're, you you. 
There's no there's no person that you could be that you can rely on more on the PGA Tour right now than Scotty Scheffler. But it's not necessarily to win a tournament. It's just to put himself in that position, though, almost yeah. every single week. Absolutely. If you look yesterday, uh, Tiger Woods shoots a one over par. A, kind of a tough round for him. Battling still some back spasm stuff out there. You see him just with a complete shank. You just never see it on the PGA Tour. And and Tiger Woods just a complete shank out there. Set his back locked up on him yeah. and wasn't able to complete the swing. And, you know, just stuff like that. And I, this is just this is just what we're going to have to deal with with Tiger moving forward. He's just not he's just not healthy. And so the fact that he's not healthy and can still go out there and shoot one over. On, in these conditions on oh, this course, yeah. whatever, he was still putting it out there, averaging 304 off the tee. I mean, you know, it's just, it's absurd. But it's like we said, his win equity is, I'm not going to say zero, but it's it's sub 5%. It's sub 1% in my in my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I didn't really catch, I didn't really catch what was going on with him. I had it on mute. I saw him finishing up the last hole, saw, you know, saw him shank that. But I, I didn't catch the back spasm stuff until this morning. And man, the moment I read those words, you're just, ah. Like a guy that's dealt with this stuff for so long because of just every, all the injuries connecting and leading to the back and back problems. And it, it, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. I really well, guess wanna, what, though, Kelly? What's that? That plus one was still better than someone who doesn't have back spasms. And that's Rory McElroy, who went three over yesterday, despite sitting T10 at three under through, <laughs> through 10 holes. Yes, I am not kidding you. T- oh, I did see that. Yeah. T10, three under through 10 holes. He, can, he, he proceeds to bogey 12, double 15, triple 16, and then bogey 18 as well. Roy McIlroy, if you want to find him on the leaderboard, keep scrolling. He's T64 and has actually put himself in the in the position of maybe the cut line coming into play. <laughs> because, again, it is top 50 in ties. And as long as you're within 10 strokes of the leader, yeah. you are still going to make the cut. But as of right now, he's on that line of 10 strokes outside the leader. We actually do have... Kevin Yu, Matt Fitzpatrick, Nick Hardy, and Alex Smalley, who are outside of that 10 strokes of the leader. So there would be a cut currently unless these guys can kind of right the ship uh, here in round two. So what, maybe we'll, we will see a few guys have to go home. What if you had like four guys cut and it was Max Hoba, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick, Rory McIlroy, and Tiger Woods? And they're just doing live streams from the bar, <laughs> like just like getting hammered and stuff on Saturday and everything. Uh, good o- hey, I, I mean, I mean, Tiger, as much as we're just sitting here talking about, I mean, geez, the, I'd like, yeah, like I'd like to say, hey Rory, we kind of talked about that. I, you know, maybe I got a good read on him this tournament. He's he's right where the rest of my losers though are. Good on you. You you picked a first round leader at least yesterday. Yeah, I got nice hit on Cantlay. The, well, that was just a FOMO pick. I, well, actually, you know this. Like, I, I'm not going to do a victory lap because you and I were sitting here before the show and I go, yeah, hey, you bring you, it up. Like, I go, hey yeah. man, did you uh, did you gra- did you grab any extra bets? And you're like, ah, I just put in a few like first round leader bets or something. <laughs> and and I just turned to Kelly and I go, that's the perfect way for me to put this FOMO Cantlay bet in because like, I'm like. I, he, he's at the top of every model, and I never bet him. Yeah, and I, and I just don't know why. And I was like, you know, at least I can get a, a piece without, like, having to put the full investment in. So, yeah, lucky on that one. Again, that was just a, a, a FOMO bet. So And Wes has him in the outright, so, yeah. you know, good on good on him. Uh, hopefully he keeps uh, playing well. Yeah, keep, keeps uh, rocking and rolling. So I'm, I'm going to call an audible here because we said MVP, but I think this is more of a – a bigger discussion. So let's just talk like a little bit of this NBA all-star weekend stuff and see if you have any thoughts whatsoever, because I certainly don't uh, when it comes down to it. So uh, dunk contest, you can bet on this. You can bet on the three point contest. These are a couple different things that you can do for NBA all-star weekend. You can uh, take giant sheets of paper and put, 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 you know, an odd on there. One, one, one line Mm -hmm. on there as well. So Kelly dunk contest. um, Any thoughts here at all? We have a, a big favorite, Mac McClung at minus 185, and then everyone else is either three and a half to one or longer. So, normally, I would say uh, I would not be involved in betting the dunk contest oh, at boy, all. Oh, that's a lead into I did it. That's I'm, a lead into I, I, I did it. I haven't done it yet. Oh. But, oh. but, Matt. All right, all right. Mac McClung, with the show he put on last year, incredible, right? But there's too much carryover to a minus 185 this year. And now we have Jalen Brown participating where you've got a real, like, NBA star caliber level player actually participating in this thing. And I can get him at plus 350. Like, you don't think Jalen Brown's been sitting around for years. You don't think he's getting texts from a lot of stars in the league like, hey, bud, like, I know, like, I couldn't do it, but so glad you're trying out. Like, put up a big number for us, you know, kind of all the big stars. Like, 
I don't. I think Jalen Brown's going to put up put up put up a show. So, so I'm going to take that a the piece. number. Was, you, yes. you, so you're playing a number. I'm here, playing baby. a number. Yes. I am playing yeah. a number. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and over three to one with a guy like him. I actually think I will. I think I am going to bet a piece on that uh, on this. But there's this is a dunk contest. It's obviously judged by you know four people four people sitting over there with cards. It is what I will say about this though. And I think just from a betting aspect, would you agree or or disagree? I'm curious. You know, by the way, I'm sitting here with you know one of our hosts of Hardwood Handicapper, so I gotta you know ask you, but Kelly, but let's say casual fan who has you know absolutely no idea the NBA All Star Game is even starting you know, like this this weekend or so. Like they're coming in and they look. By the way, if you're looking for these markets, hit basketball over on the DraftKings tab, and then go down. It'll say NBA All Star Weekend. That's where you're gonna find all these. So Kelly. Wouldn't you say if you want to bet Jalen Brown, though, probably now because the casual fan doesn't have any idea who those other three guys are? Uh, probably, you know, except for the people that are going to remember McClung from last year. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yes, I think that is a good strategy. Because it's it seems to me if somebody's going to come in and just want a little bit of skin in the game, they're just going to bet the player that they recognize, and they probably don't recognize the other three guys. Maybe Jaime Hawkins Jr. You do, but that's—I mean—you would have to be paying attention to the NBA a fair amount this year, or that's college saying. basketball for yeah. the past three years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like just like your average casual fan who like just goes, you know what? I just want a little bit of juice. Yeah, it's it's the know? tiger effect. Yeah. Tiger's yeah. going to take money. Yes, Jalen Brown is going to take money in this market. I agree with you overall. Uh, that is a bet. I think three-point contest. Now that does have some names. There's some big names in yeah. this one, and this one, like, look, all of these proceed with caution. It's All Star yes. Weekend again. This is, the dunk contest is judged by a bunch of people on the court that can be easily swayed by who knows what. Um, and the three point contest. I mean, this year the field is stacked. You're talking about star level players. That every are, single one of these guys could win. Every single yeah. one of these guys could win. Every single one of them could win. So I do my simple little handicap every single year, Matt, and see, okay, how many guys this year, or which of these guys this year are the most efficient and take the most shots from wide open three-point range and you can go nba.com we don't often mention the league sites right yeah. but nba.com pga tour.com two of the better ones yeah, actually, actually really be able good, to yeah. find stats um nba.com you can find all this stuff uh with a wide open three-point percentage guys and hey, look trey young is is by far, attempt-wise, the number one guy at the top, um, I think you could feel pretty confident in Trey Young's three-point-making ability if you've watched him play over the years. Um, so he will be a bet for me. And then Tyrese Halliburton is kind of the number one in percentage from that that wide-open range, uh, uh, that while also taking a fair amount every game. That's the one I wanted to look at, uh, route two-and-a-half attempts, three attempts per game. Um, so I think I will be mixing in a, two bets. Al Burton, Trey Young, that's usually what I do every year. I'll pick two guys. Uh, pick two guys, make at least a bit of a case for them, and then have some fun set. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VSIN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Welcome back, everyone, to Follow the Money. I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer. Sports Gaming Podcast filling in for Mitch and Polly. Kramer, start your engines. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Is it start your engine? We got we got to get that straight. Uh, joining us, the expert in the NASCAR gambling world, the host of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, Mr. Cody Zeeb. Cody, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for hopping on the line. Is it gentlemen, start your engines, correct? Well, you know, these days we tend to use drivers, start drivers. Because, okay, there you go. You know, sometimes we'll have some some women in the field for sure. All right. Nice. Uh, and I did see that uh, we were talking about it before we hopped on air. The Rock uh, <laughs> is the Grand Marshal. That's got to be an epic uh, drivers start your engine when The Rock. Do you smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> Daytona uh, all time uh, Grand Marshal, right? Oh yeah, already. I mean, it's going to be like a top five driver start your engines because you know the energy he brings. Oh yeah, come it's, on, it's going to be so beautiful. I mean, they hired him to cut a promo for all of America on the Super Bowl. Yes, if you remember that. <laughs> and I'm just imagine is he going to drop? Like, does he drop the elbow to, to to wave the flag? Can we can we get a pad? Have him tr- come off the top rope with the uh, the, the 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 start? I mean, th- that sounds like uh, I don't know. I guess how would you do that? I I feel like you got to incorporate some sort of rock maneuver. Yeah, the people's elbow to, to get things going. He's gonna be on the center of the track and they're, they're gonna have like a fully produced like camera shot. He's just gonna be like I love the Grab, rock. Rip the mic from Not out a of wrestling someone's guy. Hands. Love the rock. Yeah, great uh, great great way to get hyped up for Daytona. So uh Cody, maybe we're maybe a audience new to uh, gambling on NASCAR, looking for some action this weekend. Big picture, uh, what do you got to know coming into the Daytona 500 before you before you start firing on some bets? What are some uh, some some high level tips for uh, maybe yeah, but- a new NASCAR gambler? Biggest thing to know about betting on super speedways specifically, which is this type of racing, is it can be crazy, it can be messy. We saw it last night. They had a couple of like preliminary races to set the starting lineup. And in one of them, half the field got wrecked out by one, one bad move from a driver. So it doesn't take much and it wrecks a bunch of people out, which can suck obviously because your bets can get wiped out easily, but it also gives us the opportunity to take a lot of big money bets. And that is what makes it a lot of fun. You kind of sprinkle a lot of stuff around on bigger bets and hope you walk away with some big stuff. I'm hearing variants, Sean. Yeah, we love variants. No, I, I mean, if it's if there's any excuse to take a long shot uh, on a sport I normally don't gamble on, I'm I'm completely <laughs> I'm completely in. And it sounds like Daytona 500 is that opportunity because, uh, as you pointed out, like who? Uh, uh, do you remember the odds of the winner last year, Cody? Yeah. Uh, so la- the last three years, we've kind of had longer shot uh, winners. I can't remember exactly, but uh, you know, one of them was in the, like the 80 to one range. And one was, I think 35 to one, one was like 45 to one somewhere in that range. So we're on three straight years of, you know, kind of longer shots, unexpected guys winning this race. Um, and there's really no reason to think that that doesn't continue this week. 
And if you look at the prices, I mean, if you're if you bet on any sort of uh, racing, especially Formula One, you'll you'll notice that the <laughs> Daytona field resembles more of a golf field where you don't really have any yes. real chalk. You have some juicy plus odds for most of these guys to, to be top fives. So it does remind me a lot of the golf market, Sean, in terms of uh, how you spray the board. Yes. And, and similar with golf, a lot of ways uh, people bet it. Obviously, you bet the outrights, but then some top yeah. fives, some top tens, maybe some head to heads. What are some what are some do you have any sort of top five, top ten stuff uh, that you like before we talk uh, outrights, uh, Cody? Yeah, those are really the, the good ways to make the money is more on the the quote unquote prop bets where you're hitting the, you know, top fives, top tens, whatever it may be. Top manufacturer is always a good one. AJ Allmendinger, he's a guy that I'm looking at. Um, you can get him plus 850 to finish in the top five. Um, he's a guy that's typically known for his road course racing, but he's super, super solid on the super speedways. Uh, you go back and you look at, at what he's done here in the past. Uh, his last two day total 500s, he finished in sixth place and third place. Um, he's got, he has another third place finish in a previous Daytona 500. Um, he runs the Xfinity series a lot more than the cup series. He's full-time in that series. But if you look back at his last four races in that series, he's got four top fives, two second places, a third place and a fifth place. So, uh, he won on a similar style of track last year in the super speedways. So AJ Allmendinger just running part-time in the cup series, um, this season, but he's definitely a guy that I've got circled, uh, for a top five finish at plus eight fifty. Nice. Mm. I like that. I, I'm on board. Uh, what about, I see you got a uh, David Reagan on here. Talk me, talk me into David Reagan. Do you like him outright? Do you like him top five, top 10? What's your take on David Reagan? Yeah. Love some David Reagan this weekend. He's another guy that uh, he's not full. Well, he used to be full time. He's uh, actually retired now from NASCAR, just coming back uh, to make a Daytona 500 another run at it. Um, and so a lot of people might look at it and be like, ah, you know, he's, he's a retired old guy, whatever. Um, but I'm circling him big time. He is starting dead last in this race. Um, <laughs> and so that might actually shoot his numbers up a little bit, but the nice thing about this type of race, it doesn't matter where you start last year's winner started in 31st out of a 40 car field. Wow. Made his way to the front. Um, you can, you can gain and lose, you know, 15, 20 spots in this type of race within just a single lap. So uh, David Reagan, he's a guy that, that we're looking at top five. You can get him at 10 to one top three. You can get him at 22 to one. Um, really looking at those odds. Uh, you could take him to win as well, but, um, he's the type of guy he's actually lost this race before by mere inches, uh, been really close to winning it. He's won on this track in a, not the Daytona 500, but in a different race. Um, and he's just got, he's a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. Uh, really knows what he's doing and uh, and can find his way to the front. Plus, he's actually, for being, you know, kind of a one-off race, he's in a really good car with some good teammates and, and guys that he can work with and help him get up front. Mm, Ooh, I, I like that I, little uh, teammate. Now, now, how does that work where you, the, the teammates help you? Is it is it just kind of letting you pass, maybe giving you some sweet, like, uh, just some draft to ride? Like, yeah. what do you do as a teammate in NASCAR? Yeah. So specifically on super speedways, teammates play a bigger factor than anywhere else, because on the super speedways, it's all pack racing. They're bunched up together. And basically you're drafting like, like Ryan mentioned off of the other guys. And you've got to stay really close together. You're pushing each other within inches going 200 miles an hour, which is what makes it a lot of fun. Uh, but teammates play a big factor because, you know, guys that you're drafting with and you're bumping and, and moving around with making your moves and, and lining up together. Um, we've seen that come into factor time and time again. Um, so yeah, having teammates and having guys that are specifically good at these types of races, which, you know, David Reagan's running for RFK, um, and the car owner slash racer, Brad Keselowski, you know, big super speedway driver, Chris Busher, his other teammates, actually the guy who won last time they were at Daytona in the fall. So very solid team that, that, uh, should work together really well. Now, uh, we were talking to our producer, Luke here. Uh, he was uh, asking us about our ladder segment, our love of ladders in the NFL. It's like alternate player props where you keep climbing up the board, climbing up the ladder. You guys over on the NASCAR gambling podcast, they don't have ladders in NASCAR. I guess they don't have ladders in football, but uh, we, we, we've landed on uh, car lift for the uh, NASCAR uh, gambling. Who do you like for your car lift here in the Daytona 500? 
Yes. Well, I, I have to bring out my favorite prop. This uh, this picture, <laughs> this beautiful man. Oh, look at Corey a, LaJoy. Makes an appearance. Corey LaJoy. So, uh, yeah, he's my car lift this week. This guy, um, you know, he's on a lesser team, kind of not that great on a week to week basis. Solid mid pack guy comes to super speedways. He knows this is his chance um, and, and he does really well. We were, he was leading with two laps to go a couple of years ago on a super speedway. We had him 250 to one to win the race. <laughs> oh man. Unfortunately did not win the race, but uh, had a solid day. So riding the car lift with Corey LaJoy, we're taking the whole gamut of bets on him. Top 10 plus 290, top five plus 800, top three, 18 to one, top finishing Chevrolet, 25 to one, <laughs> 65 to one to win the race. Corey LaJoy. Uh, he's got a beautiful, you got to look it up too. It's a, uh, he's Chili's is sponsoring him. It's a beautiful white car. Got the big chili on it. Oh. looks great. going to look good in victory lane. And, is he, uh, he going nice. to get uh, unlimited chips and salsa when he wins? <laughs> well, they've got a, uh, they've got a gas can. That's a margarita can. Oh, uh, come on. All in on Corey LaJoy. What more do you need? Uh, although that you can see uh, some, some random guy from the infield uh, finding that gas can and be like, Oh man, margarita mix. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I saw, saw people tweeting out yesterday. Can we drink from this? Is that cool? <laughs> uh, very uh, uh, appreciate you calling in Cody. Make sure you follow Cody on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Also big uh, uh, Nebraska fan to make sure you subscribe to the NASCAR gambling podcast. Appreciate the time, Cody. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson yards in New York city, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.